Hi, I'm Commander Burr. And I'm Commander Rooney. And you're listening to the Loose Screws podcast. Why would someone do that? I've really no idea. Perhaps they're going to talk about honky donks. It is March 5th, 2020. I am your host, Ty Worsham, and this is The Screw Loose. No, Loose Screws. Yeah, shit. Loose Screws. (laughs) I don't think I've ever done that before. I just completely screwed it up, but we're going to leave it in because it's fun. So, you know, with me this evening is uh, my standard issue co-pilot, the one and only Commander Kai Zen. How's it going there, brother man? Hello, brother. I am doing good. I am also a screw loose, and uh, it's time to go. Oh, man. man. That's like music to my ears right there. I, 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 I know that's probably just Diet Coke, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I would never drink a Diet Coke. I would drink well, a Coke Zero, but I would never yeah. drink a Diet Coke. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I'm actually drinking right now. This is, this is I know people really give a shit. I'm actually drinking Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. All right. Uh, and it is, it is pretty damn good. I gotta say, it's like in a cool black can, and I'm kind of a sucker for black. So, right you know, on. I bought it because of the black can, and, you know, here we go. So, there you go. Oh, man. It has been a very busy week for us. Um, so, let's kind of go over the distant screw stuff real quick. All right. And then we will pour into, uh, uh, story time and then we will go into um uh some other stuff from there but start off uh this whole thing started the ridiculousness started on march the 4th oh 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 oh! let me start off by saying march the 4th was my sister's birthday and i won't get to see her until like the 14th but uh i know she listens to my show actually i think she hits play and then fast forwards a little bit so i want to wish her a happy (laughs) birthday Happy so, birthday to Tierval's sister. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, don't ask me how old she is. She is 29. So, anyway. So, Distant Screws got kicked off this week, and that is our expedition. And we actually have datas on EDSM, by the way. And I want to go over the numbers real quick, because I think this is so freaking cool. Um, to date, we have 3,046 jumps totaling 194,502 light years total distance traveled, 15,107 celestial bodies scanned, 221 celestial bodies mapped, which means nobody's mapping shit. (laughs) I guarantee you 221, those are water worlds or Earth-like worlds you people have discovered. (laughs) Uh, We have used... 14,955 tons of fuel, and someone has fired 1,432 probes. When you say someone has fired that many probes, you're saying one person fired that many probes, or people have fired? Because that would be a lot of probes for one guy. (laughs) Yeah, people have fired 1,432 probes. Right on. So so I did the quick math on this, and I'm going to do it again because I forgot what the number was. So if you take the 1,432 probes and you divide it by, if you can hit the numbers, right? Divide it by 221. So that's average of 6.48 probes per planet. So that tells me that somebody is 
probably taken, probably missing one every now and then the way it sounds. So I'm in mean, the cute little pro thing that you got to do, you know, the, you know, you launch one direct, you launch one up, launch one down, you do a little star pattern and you get your six out and you, you win the game. That's how you win the game. But sadly, all of this is met with one sad, sad thing. We have a commander death. We have one. We have zero commander self-destructive. We have one commander death. And I would love to know who the commander was and how they died. Uh, I, I, I kind of want it to be Dubs. <laughs> there is no chance that it's Dubs, my friend. Okay. There is a chance that it's Dubs because Dubs was jacking around. On the very first night, like two hours in, he was jacking around with that damn neutron star. So it's possible it's dubs. It's always possible. It's, I mean, it's probably not dubs, but it's possible it's dubs. Well, here's one thing we have to keep in mind. Uh, some, some genius, uh, it was me, had the idea <laughs> beforehand. Uh, you know, we all have a friend who uh, is, is going through a, a bit of a hardship. And we as a group uh, just decided that we wanted to <clears throat> sort of do do a kindness and we wanted to bring out rare goods that we were going to drop at Sagittarius Eye in dedication uh of of the loss uh of of uh, a loved one of a friend of ours and <clears throat> when i suggested this idea as it, it was sincere and heartfelt <clears throat> I forgot to remember the fact that that means that all many of our commanders who decided to take part in this little event um, are carrying rare goods, which makes them a target for NPCs yeah. along the way. So that death may be my fault. <clears throat> uh, we'll, well have to we'll have to get the the skinny from. We'll have to talk to people and find out where did that come from exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm real curious, and and if the the listener is the one who died on the distant screws, hit me up either in game or uh, on the Discord, or hit Kaya because we would love to know who the hell it was. But I've been talking with Commander Fee this evening. You know, he lives out in Colonia, and uh, he made mention of the fact that as we get closer to Colonia. Uh, on the border systems of Colonia, we are probably going to be encountering some pirates along the way. So um, he mentioned that uh, he has a vet. He'd be happy to do escorts in. Um, he also said uh, it might be in our best interest to wait and uh, wait for everyone to get there and everybody come in at once. It also might be a good idea that we go over to private group, you know, that, you know, typical survival type stuff. So uh, whatever you think is best when you get in that area. Also, whenever you get in areas of, of like Eagles landing places like that, places where there are stations, he said, typically within a jump or two of those places, pirates will hang out and try to pirate you or even well, excuse me, even gank you. So, um, yeah. But as we get closer to Colonia, like, uh, talk to your people and your friends, and uh, let's try not to get anyone else to die. But if you are that one person that died, hit us up. We'd love to know who, who, is, who is the dead man. Who is the dead man walking? Um, 
Man, how cool would it be if we had to like go out to that system and actually recover his escape pod? That'd be so cool. <clears throat> that could be cool. That could be an interesting and dynamic new gameplay opportunity. See, I think it'd be cool if you could fly back out there, recover like your flight data or something, and get your exploration data back. I think that'd be awesome. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah. <clears throat> and to be clear, for the guy who uh, had that sort of un- uh, uh, unfortunate uh, rapid atomic disassembly of his ship, um, it doesn't stop you from hitting the waypoints and all. So get yourself up, dust yourself off. It's the first week of a two-month journey. Uh, maybe rethink some, uh, you know, ship choices. Uh, make yourself a little sturdier. Maybe <clears throat> whatever the situation was. If you if you had a rough time with the neutron jump, you know, go out to the lighthouse and do four or five neutron jumps. Go out there and and uh, just do a little kick around the galaxy and figure some stuff out. <clears throat> if you have a question, if you have a problem, reach out to us in Discord. Send me a private message anytime, 24 hours a day. We'll figure it out. I'm an atomically powered robot, so <clears throat> I'll be able to get back <laughs> to you, no problem. Um, and, you know, it do- don't end a two-month-long expedition because on day three or day four, you had a bad situation. It might have just been dumb luck. Yeah. Get yourself, like I said, get up, dust yourself off. <clears throat> a man who will not stop cannot be beat. Hell so yeah. Just keep coming. If you just keep coming, you will succeed. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, man, like it, I may not be always online, but I'm always available. You can always message me direct. And if I'm sleeping or at work, I will respond to, to messages. You get, I, I don't think there's, I do not know of a message that someone has sent me. I have not responded to. And if you sent me a message and I didn't respond to, send me it again because I guarantee you I'm just a freaking idiot. So it's not because I'm trying to ignore anybody, except for maybe that one guy. But anyway, <laughs> I'm talking about you, Kai. <laughs> oh, right here. I know, man. All right. Um, the other bit of news I just found out, by the way, and I think it just went on sale today, is Planet Zoo is on sale for thirty five ninety nine this week, American dollars, not no weird uh, teas per crumpet dollars that you Europeans use. Te- teas per crumpet? Do- are you referring to guinea quids? I don't like I, like whatever the hell they use for money. It, <clears throat> I feel like they're just handing it like like passing around pieces of metal or money. It doesn't even sound like it's a real thing. So, ah, so, and I think in in uh, Europe they go by the uh, the euro. The euro. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, which, if you get two of them and you hold them together, right, you it's can a make dollar. a euro pass, and then oh. you can just drive around on the trains places. And then in England, I think they 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 use the guinea quid system, which is like eight hay pence to a farthing, and four farthings make a chicken, and three chickens make a pound. And one pound and two sixpence make a, I, I don't know. Yeah. So how many, how many chickens <clears throat> is, is Planet Zoo at $35.99 American dollars? I think it's, it's, uh, it's probably four goats and a small duck. <laughs> That's my best answer, and I'm sticking to it. If I ever buy this game, I'm going to name my zoo four goats and a small duck. <laughs> That's all I'm going to have, too. <clears throat> So all joking aside, um, I I have not played this game. I have not played any of the other uh, uh, games. But I did, in the 24-hour live stream, see some very, very cool little videos and stuff they were making. And then I watched a video of this one demented guy that made stuff with Planet Zoo where it was like this 
horrific zoo where like like they were drowning giraffes and like they were dropping like uh <laughs> like animals from the sky onto people as they were walking through the concourse and it was like he had a sign up saying like how many days since animal death and it was always at zero and Damn. like uh <clears throat> it, so here's the thing i mean obviously that was silly uh but a lot of the stuff that they do with Frontier, uh, with those games, those Planet Zoo, Planet Coaster games, whatever, I think they're very like ecology minded and very like <clears throat> uh, trying to like, I don't know, man. It's a good message. It's cool stuff. Um, it looked neat from the stuff that I saw of them playing it. And so like, and I think if you are of a mind to try stuff like this, <clears throat> I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the company, that has uh, a big update coming out sort of towards December-ish of this year uh, where there is a possibility of base building involved. That mm -hmm. same company has a very strong track record of making excellent titles that do base building like Planet Zoo sort of in a different way. If you look at it with a different eye, it's basically base building. And uh, <clears throat> so if you want to get a head start on figuring out how to do all that stuff while you, uh, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was hilarious that where he was like, you know, hitting all of the people with sprinklers and dropping elephants on people and whatever. But like, if you were to do it seriously, <clears throat> I think that could be a cool thing, especially this game, Elite Dangerous, as I, I say often, it's not aimed at the children. It's aimed at the adults. If you can pick up a game at 70% off on sale, whatever, I don't know, whatever the, the sale is, 20%, 30 whatever. If you can pick up a game at a good deal that you can play with your kids that teaches them stuff about ecology and neat stuff and they get to see the animals. <clears throat> I think that uh, a zoo in a video game is a very, very cool thing because zoos in real life are sort of sad animal prisons. So mm -hmm. if you do it like digitally online, I think we can maybe get rid of the, like we can have more animals in their natural habitat. That would be cool. Um, <clears throat> so like, instead of just the sad animal prison, you can do a thing with your kid, it's on sale and you get a head start on figuring out your, your angles on base building. You know, you could just make a little, like a llama hut or a little place for, you know, like, I don't like, uh, what are those little birds that they don't, they run around in the Antarctic. They don't, the uh, penguins. Yeah. Penguin. You can get, you can make a little <laughs> penguin exhibit and in your mind, you're like, all right, this is where I'm going to set up my kill zone in case anybody comes to access my fortress and uh, <laughs> whatever. It's a, it's a fun thing you can do with your kids and, and uh, yeah, man, it looks cool. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And to me, Planet Zoo is the, biz is the biggest example of what uh, FDev can do with the Cobra engine. Because it does run on the Cobra engine or heavily modified Cobra engine that Elite Dangerous does run on. And if there was evidence that they're going to mush uh, the base building mechanics of Planet Zoo into Elite Dangerous, which we kind of think they're going to with the 2020 update, uh, this, is a, this, is, this is a very good place to kind of get a feel for it. I, I have not played this game. Uh, I do own it. Which makes me a sad. Pan. I caught it on a like on a thirty percent off sale a few weeks ago, a few months ago, whatever. I do own, have not played it yet, but I plan once I kind of get done with distant screws. I plan to basically spend a week and try it out, and uh, just basically play that for a week. And I don't know, just 
see, I was really more interested in the Jurassic. Like, I like dinosaurs a lot, so I really want the dinosaur stuff to be better. But anyway, yeah, man. If I can have a moon base that someday with like, like, uh, um, you know, four goats and a small duck, and also a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex just kind of running around, I would be all for it. So yeah, let's let's get that going. Oh my god, we missed the best opportunity. We should have called this podcast Four Goats and a Small Duck." Why, what the hell were we thinking with loose <laughs> Dude, there's screws? There's time. There's time to change. There's <laughs> too late. Let's do it. I'm with you. Let's let's jump off that cliff, Thelma and Louise style. Let's do it. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, so that was kind of the things I wanted to go over. Aside from, let me go ahead and do new to Discord this week. Uh, right we got, on. and before I begin, if I mispronounce someone's name, I'm going to mispronounce someone's name. Uh, well, but if go ahead, if you, if you want, I'll do the new to Discord and then you can do the, the shout outs. You could just do a you know, cover some stuff that way because I don't know, the names never bother me, but I'm down for whatever you want to do. You know what? Go ahead and do the new to Discord <clears throat> and then, yeah, all right. From there. <clears throat> so here we go, new to Discord this week. We've got Dr. Pimzo, we got Jeff Smithers, we got Digital Elite with all of the, he has Elite Speak, so you know he's cool. We got Land Before TMZ, Juicy Jams. Uh, we got Dragna Puraki. We got R Trizzle 34. We got Virtus Verda. We got Total Romania. We got PGL Griff and PGL Next Elder. We got Defiant, Okami, BDR Crazy. We got Transator. We got Lord Corruption. Nessu Miro. We got Shiloh May. Sergeant Cluckers. Mooning. Tame777. We got Qui Gon Quincy. That's awesome right there. We yeah. got Bad Miker. We got Merrowval. We got Old Man. We got Derek Jansen. We've got Andrew Perslow, aka Swoop Dog in the house. We got Eagle 131 of uh, SPVFA and uh, the Burr Pit fame. We've got Genghis Dan. We've got James Dean. We've got Lyrtis Wertna. And uh, uh, don't mess with him or you'll catch a legal filing. Mm-hmm. We've got Heavy Hitter, Demon Spawn 666, Hello Kitty, which is a hilarious name for an alt evil genius. We've got the Red Rickman, Keeper. Cronom, Jonathan Wolf, Richard Envy. I love that name. <clears throat> We've got Dog Dougie and D.L. Heideman, who is the co-host of the Tone Control podcast with uh, JN Tracks. Yeah. And lastly, but definitely not least, we've got Miguel Johnson, the famed composer of uh, many a awesome Elite Dangerous album. And we'll be talking about that in the uh, weeks Lead to come. Week. Yeah, <clears throat> man. And um, let me start off by saying that uh, D.L. Hodeman, I believe uh, Tracks told me it was him that actually did the guitar to our opening intro. He did the that part. It, it was in fact him. They were talking yeah. about it in in comms today. They were talking about it in the uh, in the channel when he joined that he was shredding on that guitar. Yeah, it was fucking badass, man. I mean, that is amazing. I mean, and here's the thing. I've actually been wanting, I haven't, I have not seen, I've actually wanted to just like thank him. I thanked him on here a few times, but I always wanted to thank him personally because it was really awesome that he did that. And, uh, 
also, uh, you know, Mr. Miguel Johnson and his music, uh, he was uh, linking some uh, some of his uh, albums earlier this week too. That's really cool that he hopped in here with us. I think that's he does he does a great work as well. So, yeah, my my three favorite composers are, uh, well, okay, my four favorite composers are uh, Chopin, Ravel, Miguel Johnson, and Toko So. So, well, um. I think that's going to take us over to story time. Do we want to make a blanket shout out real quick? Go ahead, man. A blanket Discord shout out goes to all of the awesome screwballs that are, as we speak, tearing up the galaxy from end to end. The jump off of that was amazing. Everyone flew off in 90 different directions. It was hilarious. Uh, We're screwy. That's how we do. And one last thing I want to give a shout out, and this is sort of the last one, because uh, everyone who has been listening to this and hearing it for like the last couple of weeks and are thinking like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll get involved in that next week. Lieutenant Zephyr, the world's greatest shave, is doing charity for the Leukemia Foundation. Uh, The link is in the show notes. This is the last week to get involved because the event itself is sort of ending uh, next Thursday. So we we uh put out the show so i just wanted to make sure that we uh gave that a shout out and also we always have to give a warm shout out to um the tone control podcast and jntracks.com for our awesome uh uh sound producer uh jn tracks and and third co-host of the show yeah, um, he does the other show at the same time we do this show every other week. So um, my my limited brain power sometimes make me forget that uh, we should make sure that we acknowledge his existence from time to time. <laughs> Dude, we are a team, man. When you forget, I got you covered. And as we just found out uh, like an hour ago when it came up, when I forget, you got me covered. Oh yeah, okay, okay. I did a good. I did a good thing today. Then all right. Yes, you right. did. Yes, you did. <laughs> um. So, I think that takes us into story time. Yes, sir. So, um, last week. So, um, I've had a couple people ask about like the scavenger hunt style uh, story time. Probably going to have to not do those until we get back from distant screws because most of y'all are out here with us anyway. And um, it's hard for me to scout out places when I'm, you know, 20,000 light years or so away. So, um, well, but here's here's an idea. Yeah. Uh, This is just off the dome. So if it sucks, feel free to throw it out. But yeah, it just, it literally just occurred to me now, like, oh, yeah, we can't actually go to Dav's Hope or go to whatever because, yeah, we're all over the galaxy. Mm -hmm. I think what you should do instead is put out, uh, tie spies with his little eye and then just literally say like, I'm looking for a ringed water or I'm looking for a, a you know, a, a weird uh, geo site or I'm looking for an ice uh, planet that also has a, a, a ring or whatever. And then we'll collect awesome random just pictures from all over the galaxy of people that have something that meets whatever it is that you're calling out this week. Oh, that's a great idea. I love that idea. Well, 
So, so let me, so that's a great idea. Like I, I really, I can't say that enough. Cause I mean, you come up with some damn good ideas. My idea was that I was just going to get you guys to take, like take pictures of, Hey, show me, share your cool distant worlds pictures with me or some shit, you know, um, on that note, I'm shifting gears a little bit here, but if, if you have some, share all of your screenshots with the group, put them into the uh, Discord, the Advanced Distant Screws uh, channel, and we just got a great big uh, album growing there, for lack of a better term. Yeah, man, people have been filling up both the Advanced Distant Screws channel and also the hashtag screenshots channel. Yeah. And I mean, I, I swear to God, I'm looking at screenshots here that are like... And I mean, I'm not a professional, so I probably shouldn't say this, but like to me, this stuff looks like SPVFA level. And I'm saying this as a huge fanboy of SPVFA, but I'm looking at Demon Spawn, DJ Wiley, so many like amazing, amazing patches, McFluffy, Alec MCC, uh, MCC XB1, James Dean. Like Tatsua, awesome picture. Gav Cook, man, that picture where he rolls up on the on the 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 that crashed beacon thing on the SRV, like so many great, 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 great shots. Yeah. Big Daddy uh, GXX fifty five. We we definitely tie have to put together an album at the end of this because like, and I'm I'm leaving out people because I just literally am calling out all the ones I'm seeing as I scroll. Chig, if I keep scrolling up, there's more names to call. So I'm gonna just stop now. But like, we definitely got to make an album. Yeah, and, and you know, um, I think it's Cooks um, and uh, Alacron, and I think a few others have actually linked pictures of their distant screws mug. Um, uh, Roy Cookson actually has one here with his, uh, I can't pronounce this, Chimay Grande Reserve. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what that is. So. He's, got, he's got himself a beer there. Is that a it's beer? Chimay. Is that what that is? Chimay, yeah. Okay, so if, if it doesn't say Budweiser, I'm not sure what kind of, but Budweiser again is. I don't know, really don't know what the hell it is. So, uh, <laughs> Did you see the deep screw mug? Yes, where he replaced distance with deep. <laughs> yes, bro. Yes. Let me tell you, I'm this close to making a new mug with deep on it just for shits and gigs, man. So <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I might, I might just like literally make it that ugly, like where you just use the tape and just kind of like, like, don't actually look, make it look professional, make it look like it's just like meshed over it like that too. So, mm, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's legit. And just as a little hint in the future, if you're looking at it and you're like, what is that? When you click on it and you look on the, if you make it the picture bigger, when you see it says Shamay. At the, at the top right corner there, it says ale. So that's that's a clue. It does say ale. Yeah, I didn't know. Yes, sir. That. Yeah. Well, that would have been the tip. I should have I should have you know used my context clues and actually figured it out. But <laughs> and I love the name of the ship in the background there. Not a conda. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing and the uh, the the uh, unit designation is D screws. Yeah. No, he he uh, man. Oh, that's so freaking cool. Yeah, man. And, and, and it, I, there's. This is one little story out of a thousand of these that I just happen to be aware of that everybody is is having and participating in. And one of my one of the my favorite things this week was when I logged on and I got about, you know, you know, a hundred friends or something right now in, in game. And um uh it's so cool to look on the galaxy map and you see where you're at and you see a three or four people behind you. You see three or four people in front of you and you see just a crap ton within like a hundred light years of you. 
And it's so cool to see all these green squares on the galaxy map, just like in a trail going toward Colonia. And it's it's really cool. And I know I got completely off on the distant screws thing again. I'm sorry. So <laughs> No man, no man. It's awesome. While while we're doing that, I'm sorry, there's one shout out that I forgot to give on the shout outs, and, and this shout out must be given. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm gonna do two shout outs. Number one, I want to shout out to uh, Commander Dubs, who literally for the last like two, three weeks solid has been helping people with builds and stuff every day and like helping them with exploration questions and all kinds of stuff. Because we have a lot of first timers out on this expedition. Mm-hmm. And, and lastly, <clears throat> and I think the biggest shout out that I want to give this week, the, the, the huge shout out, I want to shout out JN Tracks for literally putting together all of these awesome waypoints that people are going all over the place and having these cool adventures. And I've seen, this is not like, oh man, I thought of this on my own. I'm literally pulling, I'm plagiarizing now like 50 different people in our discord today that were like, thank you so much, JN Tracks, for like putting these waypoints together. This is awesome. This is so neat. I would have never thought to come here to come. Like I would have just headed towards SAG A and like, okay, I'll get there. But along the way, he put a lot of thought into the distant, the different things. And people are like, holy crap, I just saw this kind of those little, you know, weird, you know, I just saw a peduncle. I just saw, you know, this awesome ringed, you know, system. Or I just saw this. I just saw it. Like, he really did a lot for this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Trax. Yeah. Now, this is, um, so I'm probably going to be, uh, uh, I did. I, I started the very first uh, Distant Worlds, and I wasn't in Distant Worlds 2 because I was all searching, searching for Raxla, but I did uh, the Distant Worlds 1 and got tired of it and came home because it was just too much at the point in my life. But anyway, I'm having more fun on this one because there's actually things to see, and I don't feel like Distant Worlds 1 had a lot of things to see. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to get back on story time. So, Right on. Um, so story time we went to Jackson's Lighthouse and Jackson's Lighthouse is a great place where you can practice neutron jumping if you haven't done it if you haven't left the bubble and um, as someone who has died to a neutron jump because he was an idiot uh, and lost his very first black hole exploration data in the process uh, I got it back though but uh, anyway it was a very very sad day for me and I have a YouTube video I will happily share with anybody who wants it. I'm not going to upload it, uh, but I will. Uh, it's on my private account. I will share it. I'm not going to put it on the for, for all the world to see me screwing up, but I'll show it to the select few who messaged me and want to see it. So, um, but so DJ Wiley checked in at Jackson's Wildlife. Wow, Ch- Jackson's Lighthouse first, uh, sixth element, Alacron. Meg81, Dubs, Kai, you got there, bud. Uh, Lieutenant Commander Data, Commander Lieutenant Commander Data, uh, Commander McPherson, Big Daddy G, English Guy Ash, Smokey Samsung, and Patches McFluffy, McFluffy got here, got there in today. And the person who won the Lightyear Jump Range contest was Dubs in his... Uh, was there ever in you? Not particularly. (laughs) He he hit three hundred and thirty-five and a half light year jump range, 
which for those who's counting, he can get all the way on one side of the bubble, target the far side of the bubble, and make it. So, so and literally what he had to do is lower his fuel reserves to a point so that he could maximize the jump. He made the jump and then had no fuel. So they had to call for rescue. And uh, somebody from our Discord came out immediately and fueled him up because he was stranded at that point. It was yeah. hilarious. Um, on the distance screws note, should you get in a situation where you are damaged, uh, have hull damage, or that you have fuel, you run out of fuel somewhere, don't just you know self-destruct or don't give up. More than likely, someone's close by and can come get you. We have, uh, I have a ship that has a refuel uh, module in it. Um, I know Dubs took one. I know uh, uh, Fee has one if you're closer to Colonia. I know Tracks took one. Somebody in our group is close yes. by and can come get you. So just let us know and we'll coordinate from there. So if you have hull issues, if you have fuel issues, go into the uh, Distance Screws channel. And then just put hashtag rescue call yep. and then say, here's what you want to say. Number one, what platform you're on. Number yep. two, so if you're on a PC, if you're on a PlayStation, or if you're on Xbox. Number two, your exact location, the, the location of the system and where you're at with regard to the main body in that system. Uh, and number three, if you're in a situation where you're low on fuel and it's going to be an issue, Make sure that you log off and uh, someone will coordinate with you in the Discord channel when they can get there. So, you know, you can synthesize some emergency oxygen or whatever if you need to, but it's better to just log off, wait for them to be there, and then you can coordinate that in comms where, you know, you work it out together and and get you sorted. But there is definitely hope. uh, There's definitely help on the way if you ask. Yeah, it, don't don't give up. We always got ways. Um, at least, at the very least, talk with. Uh, I mean, we got like we nearly have we nearly have three hundred people in this Discord. Somebody will be close by, and we can come get you. Uh, like I said, just holler at us, and we can figure it out. So, for sure, man. So, um, I one of the things I've never seen in in game. I've only seen screenshots of is a ringed Earth like world. Nice. So that's the very first thing I want to see. Uh, I have no, that's like that's that's the one planetary body I have never mapped that does not have my name on it. Now I'm not saying I need that, but if you come across a ringed Earth-like world on your way to Colonia, show me some pictures. Show me where it's at because I want to go take pictures of it. I've never seen one in game. You know, I've only seen pictures of it. Right I actually on. saw a picture of one once where it was a binary. Earth-like worlds with, and each one was ringed. And what was really cool is one had a vertical, had a uh, polar ring, and the other one had an equatorial ring. So they were kind of like, you know, you looked at them at the right angle, they could actually plus each other. It was really cool. I saw it on Reddit a few years back. It looked really cool. I wish I knew what system that was. I'd go look at it again. But uh, at any rate, if you happen to come across one, that's what I want to see. So that's how you win this week. That's the scavenger hunt. This week. Um, but uh, I think that is going to be our story time for the week. Um, but a little bit of 
lore I'll give you here. And this is the cool thing about what I'm about to talk about is going to be this is actually all made by uh, players. So I'm going to give you a very, a very brief history of Colonia. Um, and the coolest thing about Colonia is that this thing was founded by players. Um, so the whole thing started when um, Jack Station, which is kind of a, an, an a, a, like a, I think he's a bartender that integrated himself into the AI of a station, and then he did a great big jump. There was a community initiative, I believe, or a, I think it was community initiative to actually get him to jump out to see where he would jump to. And then nobody knew where he jumped to for a while. I think it was like a month or something. And then uh, he was discovered by Commander Cly. Because uh, I think he was, I think Jack was originally going to jump out to Beagle Point. But they found him out there in uh, EOL PROURST D394. And that was the original designation of Colonia. And when they found him, um, the EOL Pro Nebula was submitted as a POI to the Galactic Mapping Project. And um, the most narrow sense, it's the, that's where Commander uh, Aramis, I'm mis mispronouncing names here, Aramis Kamsel found it the name Colonia. And that's where they come up with it. And uh, that's kind of how it all started. And it was all founded by people, um, which is one of the coolest things, I think, in any video game for them to do stuff like this. Um, you know, Souverine was involved. Uh, uh, Unrealization, Cohen Leth. Um, these were all... Uh, the, the, these were all members of the Colonia Citizens Network. The CCN mm -hmm. went out there and they formed, uh, they started bringing out colonists uh, and they started, you know, trying to get more uh, things going on. And then this all happened back in June, July of 3302. And then in December 3302, they formed the Colonia Council and set in plans to to basically spread out and colonize the Colonia region, calling it the Colonia Expansion Initiative. And that's kind of how it all grew. Um, there was a great big conflict on October 203303. Uh, the Colonia region's reputation for peace was tarnished by its first notable, notable conflict. A criminal base organization out of the Carcosa system called the Nameless started attacking ships in the Colonia system. In response, the Colonia Council issued a call for aid in, from the galactic community to quell the insurgents. Likewise, the Nameless attempted to entice independent pilots to join their side and usurp the Colonia Council. By October 27th, the Colonia Council has successfully rebuffed the Nameless and restored order. Um, December 7th, 3303, or Harbor Day, by the way, after weeks of conflict in the Pleiades Nebula against the Thargoids, citizens of the core systems had been fleeing to the Colonia region in droves. This is back when everybody was really genuinely afraid of the Thargoids and people were leaving the, the core system. The, the people were leaving the bubble. Um, 
The Colonial Council announced a campaign to establish multiple new outposts throughout the Colonial region to support the new arrivals and place an open order for construction materials at Plinking, I'm mispronouncing the name here, Pilkington Orbital in Ironharar. I am mispronouncing names like crazy tonight, man. <laughs> uh, the campaign was successful and planning for the construction of the new outposts was begun. On December 29th, the Colonial Council reported that the number of refugees arriving in Colonia had skyrocketed in recent weeks, and the Thargoid attacks on stations in Pleiades had only accelerated the rate of immigration. Many immigrants made the trek to Colonia out of fear that the core systems were the Thargoid's next target. So, after starting in 3304, they started the whole infrastructure development project. This is where they started to get in some of the uh, billionaires, the uh, 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 corporations, so that they could start getting some of the better modules and some of the better ships out that way for purchase. And then on August 28th, 3304, that's uh, when Councillor Giselle Kingsbury of the Colonia Council announced that four engineers established bases in the Colonia region to provide services for independent pilots. Now, if you don't have these engineers unlocked, like myself, um, this is take, going out with us to, with distant screws is a good opportunity to get them unlocked. Uh, I probably will not because I don't care, um, but I might spend some time actually working on them. I haven't quite decided yet. I think Trax actually is bringing the stuff out there to have them unlocked, and I believe the hardest one is going to be NTN Dorn with the was it twenty five. Yep. Uh, 25 occupied escape pods. Yeah, escape pods. Yeah, that's... I'm not sure how to get that off the top of my head. I know how to get it, but it's like, oh, that's a little weird, buddy. I don't know why the hell you want that. But that's the very brief history of Colonia. Colonia is one of these areas that was basically created by players. And there was a, a little bit of things that were... I don't, I don't know if FDEV really intended it to be what it is, but it's pretty cool the way it's grown. Um, I know when we talked with Suv, he wasn't real happy with how some of the things went down there. But um, I do know that uh, I think it's I think it's really cool, and I think I don't know of another situation in the in any game where players made a region like this out of basically them doing things in an area. But I'm yeah, I mean it's uh it's sort of a, on the rare end of the spectrum i mean you have some situations like uh eve and uh albion where you have sort of outposts that are that are out there but um <clears throat> yeah it, it is definitely rare so, so the entire story i kind of laid back and, and listened to your telling of the story which was great uh, i just want to highlight a couple of points mm-hmm. so jacques he's an interesting the story of that character is super super interesting and uh, uh, Sagittarius I did an amazing, like a whole, the story of his life and an interview with, a, with him in, in universe lore, where you had an actor who was playing Jacques and <clears throat> talking about the different stuff. The guy was, the, the, this, the story of this character is he was a guy that was uh, conscripted against his will to join the Federation uh, military. And he failed his, uh, like, he wasn't useful enough physical. He had some disability issues or whatever. So uh, they sort of, I don't know, 
I wouldn't say against his will, but they just they opted him into a program where they turned him into a cyborg and they they genetically or not genetically, they uh, cybernetics, they enhanced the guy and turned him into this sort of elite fighting machine. So then he was part of an elite uh, black ops squadron uh, for the Federation called the Quintus 14s. And uh, at the Battle of Hell's Gate, his unit was captured and he was one of the few survivors and the empire uh, took him. The Imperials took him as a POW. And while they had him, they sort of implanted a, like a virus and some stuff into him, some dirty stuff. And then they wanted to give him back in a prisoner exchange, but the Federation smelled the trap and they were like, nah, man, we're not taking him back. So he became this weird sort of no man's land guy who he had to like work off his debts and he got a job just as a bartender um, <clears throat> to sort of pay back his debts. And he just saved up money over time until eventually he owned the bar. And then eventually he owned the station that the bar was in. And he just kept plugging away and doing his thing, man. And, and like, like I said, man, man that will not be stopped, a man that will not stop cannot be beat. And he just kept doing his thing. And uh, so, yeah, he had this crazy idea. He was going to jump out to uh, Beagle Point and the jump went went wrong. And everybody in the game at the time <clears throat> knew that, you know, OK, he's going to go to Beagle Point. We're going to look for him out there. And, oh, he, he didn't make it. There was a problem. And then they started getting like distress calls. So like Galnet News was reporting that there were distress calls being received. There was like a broken garble transmission, like the jump went wrong. I'm at here like you know half a message whatever so it started this frenzy of people explorers were just out looking for like where did the station go and like you said man that guy found it and then they started a whole uh the jaunt to jacks it was a big community goal type thing where they literally had people that were building sort of explorer hauler ships that were so they were doing a thing that you normally only do in in your sort of explorer jumper ships and they were doing it in ships to carry a ton of cargo out there and like you said they built it up with this through this community goal it was overwhelming the amount of participation uh was was just incredible and they built it into this sort of beautiful colony that for a while it was this this sort of this pure dream of explorers. It was a no, it was a, it was a, a, a land without a country. It was uh, no flags. It was just a land that belonged to the explorers. And there was this sort of, Oh man, there was this sort of beautiful time where they just were out there doing stuff. Nobody was killing anybody. They were out there. They were all cooperating and stuff. They were doing silly stuff. Like, you know, uh, they were doing conga lines of ships and they would have cool things. They would work on things together. They invented sports. It was just a land that was owned by the explorers. Yeah. And then FDEV came in and said like, okay, we're going to support you by, you know, bringing all of the uh, bubble to you. And we're going to make this a second bubble. <clears throat> and in a way it was sort of a beautiful dream died, but in a way, you know, it also was, this is progress. This is what happened. It turns into another thing. And what it turned into is very cool, too. It's just it's not what it was. So, like, they're both awesome, awesome things. Um, For more information on this, for sure, hit up the uh, Sagittarius Eye, um, you know, uh, article 
that talks about this whole thing and look into the jaunt to jacks um <clears throat> and then also check out our interview with uh with Souverine go from Sagittarius I magazine and Lave Radio and Parallel Square. He really talks at length about it and it's it's super, super, super interesting. I I just want to thank you for going over the uh history of uh Jack's there because now I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do for uh, lore next week, man. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Right on. No, I, I actually was gonna was gonna cover him next week when we kinda got to the stations. Oh damn! I'm sorry, man. Well, you were just—you started talking about him, and then I just, yeah. No, that's but. that's, that's kind of why I left him out to begin with. Fill in the blank next week. Oh well, no nah. big deal. All right. <laughs> damn it, Kai. Anyway, <laughs> hey man, when you picked me up in front of that Home Depot, you said, "Are you willing to work?" And I said, "Yeah." <laughs> so that's on you, bro. Oh man. Well, um, the one thing, last thing I'll say about Colonia before we get into Elite Week is um, I've been out there twice, uh, both times in my vet. The first time I was, I stayed out there for about uh, a day and wanted to come back. And the, I think that's because, I think that's when the, uh, I think that's about when they launched the Chieftain. And I wanted to go back and buy a Chieftain. Um, but anyway, um, the second time I went out there, I stayed for about three months or so, and I loved it out there. It is, it's different looking at different stars and the intensity of the stars and how there's not really a dark space anywhere, really, uh, because you're kind of closer to the, to the galactic core, so everything is just brighter, and uh, the star density out there is just insane. Like around here, the star, like the average distance, distance between stars is like, you know, you know, between five to 10 light years over there. It's like one or two. So there's stars everywhere. And it is so yeah, beautiful man. out there. Whenever I see yeah. footage for Colonia, I always think that it's like Colonia is like permanently being at Christmas time. It's yeah. just like the world is lit up in all these beautiful colors. And so every every commander, every player out there, you owe it to yourself. Make the trip and and go out there and and just see it for yourself. And especially so if you really want to do it around Christmas time, man, it's I don't know, it just gets you. It's funny you mentioned Christmas time because I think the time I was out there um and stayed was right around Christmas time. Yeah, because I remember like being at my friend's house, like, man, I really want to be here for Christmas. I really want to be home going through, you know, exploring around Colonia and stuff. And it was, it was a very interesting time. Number one in my life. And number two in the video game, uh, are in, in the video game world of elite. And, uh, man, it was just, it was so, the closer you get to the core and SAG A and all that, um, which, you know, the Colonia is still about, I think it's like 10,000 light years off from Sage, but it is beautiful. And it's actually, the actual system of Colony is actually inside of a nebula. And um, it's, just go there and spend, like, don't just go there and, like, don't just go there and then leave like I did. So I thought, what's the point of being here? This is dumb. I wasted all this time. The second time I went, I, I actually had the intention of staying there permanently. Like, that was going to be my home and I was going to stay there. Uh, the only reason why I came back was because I got bored out there. My, the 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 I didn't really have friends that played the game, but my buddy Gunskill 
uh, was looking at the game and considering buying it. I thought, well, if he buys it, I need to get back so I can help him out to start off with. And void opals were a thing, and I wanted to mine some void opals, so I had a crap ton of money. So I headed back, and I have kind of regretted it ever since because I really wish I had stayed out there because it is just beautiful out there. There's a small chance I may not come back this time. So, <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, that's going to take us down into Elite Week, sir. All right. Well, let's get it started, people. Let's start off with Kai's question. Uh, So last week's Kai's question was, uh, you know, what what movie, TV show, you know, book, whatever, inspired your love of spaceflight stuff? Uh, and I've got, uh, so for me, it was The Last Starfighter, and I included a link to the clip uh, and Firefly, um, <clears throat> the clip from the, the end of Last Starfighter, and you got to see that clip. If you haven't seen The Last Starfighter in over 10 years, watch that clip and you'll be a little kid again and you'll just, uh, just get you going. Tracks was Star Wars, Star Trek, TNG, and Firefly, and Ty was the NASA launches from live from Back in the day when they would TV set on the wheelie car kid and Star Trek. <clears throat> so Commander Jettis wrote in and said, Flight of the Navigator and the Explorers. Yes, I was born in the 80s. Uh, Commander Texasus wrote in and said, Last Starfighter, Star Trek, TNG. Tweet 74 says, Star Wars. I was three in 77 when I saw it for the first time. Totally captured my imagination. Then Battlestar Galactica, the original, and Firefly. Three great answers. Lieutenant Commander Data said, TNG. Did I even need to answer? <laughs> Which is like, yeah, duh. All right. Commander Chig wrote in and said, Star Wars and Star Trek, duh. But one that always stuck with me from my childhood, the black hole. And the weird part, I haven't rewatched it since then. And of course, Firefly, brown coat for life. Commander Edelweiss wrote in, uh, of Lave Radio, wrote in and said, Buck Rogers in the 25th century, 2001, 2010, all of the Star Treks, Babylon 5, Firefly, too soon, The Expanse, basically all the things give me more. Cruel Rabbit wrote in, uh, by the way, this is interesting pairing here because we've got Commander Edelweiss, the uh, well-known Lave Radio presenter, and right below him, Commander Cruel Rabbit, the guy who marked that fool last week. We've got all the obvious ones already stated by the others, but also Blake Seven, Space 1999, the Tripods. Would love to see Thargoid Tripods. Lex, Flash Gordon, and Alien. Dr. Nagy wrote in to say, okay, my take, Star Wars, Star Trek, Andromeda, and Stargate. For Anna Barrick, it was Fireball XL5, and he included a link to a cool video of a Thunderbird-style, you know, little, you know, I just, I see that stuff now, and I can't not think Team America. <clears throat> so Alec Turner wrote in and said, the usual, I guess, Star Wars, especially Han, Chewie, and the Falcon, Firefly, Trek, not so much, I'm afraid to say, always found that a bit stuffy, and also interstellar for the deep space stuff whenever i see an elite screenshot of a tiny ship barely visible as it crosses in front of a gas giant the epic zimmer soundtrack pops in my head 
Oh, and yeah, also possibly the greatest sci-fi space scene ever filmed. And he linked a video, which I will make sure gets in the show notes, that has uh, just like, oh man, you, you see the scene and it's, it's uh, what's his name? Uh, McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. It's him uh, flying, like they're there at the space station. It's that part where that one guy goes to do a thing and there he's like, taking a risk and then it boom it blows up and the station starts to like lose its orbit and it's spinning like ridiculously crazy fast and dropping into high orbit and then it's going to go into low orbit and then you know it's going to burn up and basically that's going to be the end of humanity and Matthew McConaughey is just, McConaughey is just like all right screw it we got to do this this is stupid suicide but i'm gonna roll the dice and hope that you know that it comes up uh you know i i got like a it's like a lottery it's like a one in a million chance that we can make this work and he does it because they have to and man it's just it's it is maybe one of the most epic scenes in all movie history yeah definitely go check that out Commander DJ Wiley wrote in and said my two favorites would be 2001 a space odyssey and more recently interstellar Interstellar getting a lot of love. Uh, Big Daddy GXX55 said, Starship Troopers and Watherspoon of Galnet News Digest fame wrote, wrote in to say Blake's 7. That's the second call out for Blake's 7. Getting, getting much love. <clears throat> Smokey Samson says, apart from the usual Star Wars Star Trek, one, of the, one that sticks out for space combat is Space Above and Beyond. It's campy as hell, kind of bad special effects, but the fighter in it was the coolest in my mind. The old SA-43 Hammerhead, which that, those were like amazing fighters. They had these really great scenes. It was in the early, early days of sort of CGI, whatever. And But the ship looks super, super cool. And the combat scenes that they set up were awesome at the time. And he says, also, I think Babylon 5 needs a shout out because it's awesome. And you are correct, sir. Commander McPherson writes in to say, okay, so besides Star Wars and Star Trek movies, Flight of the Navigator, The Last Starfighter, Independence Day, and although it's not directly space-related, games got me interested in computers where I play space sims, so it's relevant. For TV shows, Battlestar Galactica, the new version, Starbuck, need I say more, Doctor Who, Firefly for sure. <clears throat> Commander Fancy Moko just dropped Cosmos. And then he was just like, mic drop, and I'm out. And he's right. Commander Neo Dreadlord. I would say what made me fall in love with space and want to fly in space uh, <clears throat> was equally Star Trek and Star Wars and games like X-Wings, TIE Fighter. Kind of kept me going alongside the continuing evolving stories of Star Wars and Star Trek. And then I guess what I feel is closer to Elite Dangerous and its universe <clears throat> and influenced me more into wanting to fly uh, in space was Babylon 5. And then, of course, Firefly. And as much as I struggled with initially, as we've all discussed, the expanse in keeping my dream of being in space alive. I know you asked which one, but being as an older guy, different shows have influenced me at different times as I've grown and changed throughout my life. So I guess no one show has influenced me the most, really. And I responded to him saying, dude, it's okay. For this one, pile it on. Give me more. It's all good. Crash said, love Cosmos and the uh, love the old ones with Carl Sagan, the episodes. And those were amazing. 
for sure. Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson does an amazing Cosmos, uh, but I'm sure that he would tell you that his favorite ones are with mentor. I don't know if a lot of how many people know this or whatever, but Dr. Carl Sagan was a a mentor to Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yep. That's a beautiful, beautiful passing of the torch right there. <clears throat> yeah. Lark Shuttle says, uh, what got me into space sims was way back in the day, my dad had gotten me into Flight Simulator 4.0 made by Microsoft. Then one day in middle school, I borrowed the game X-Wing, Windows 95, and DOS from a friend. My love of sci-fi fantasy and most of all sims grew from there to this day. Commander Roughneck57 wrote, say, for me, it was a few things, <clears throat> but if I had to narrow it down, the movie that first made me excited about the concept of being in a sh ship traveling through space was the Disney movie called The Black Hole. It's about a re research ship investigating a lost ship near the black hole. <clears throat> Something about the idea of exploring out in the middle of nowhere, with no safety net, just really clicked with me. The other thing was when I was 12, I met an Apollo 15 astronaut named Jim Irwin. Oh, he wow. gave a presentation on his experiences that I lucked into the front row, <clears throat> front row seat because I was one of the youngest people in attendance. He came up to me after to give me a signed picture. He was a super cool guy. But the thing that had riveted, that had me riveted was when he was describing standing on the moon. He said the gravity was lighter and it felt different after being weightless for the trip out. <clears throat> he said that at first he had a little vertigo and fear of stepping out onto the ladder. Uh, what if he had a leak in his suit? Or if he slipped off uh, the step and fell cracking his helmet? So since he was concerned about safety, he was staring at his feet all the way down to the surface. <clears throat> Just a few steps, but really, really stressful. But then, when he was finally down and sure he wasn't going to float away, he said that part of the joke. He said that he looked up toward the horizon, above the horizon where his brain expected to see the moon, instead he saw the earth. When he was talking about that, there wasn't a sound in the theater. I just remember thinking, this man in front of me stood on the moon and looked at us in the sky. How is that not the coolest thing ever? <laughs> so, yeah, those are my inspirations for wanting to go around in space that's you know, uh, amazing you know uh uh i actually met uh gene cernan and uh years this was years and years like 10 15 years ago uh back way back when i worked at best buy and I actually worked on his computer for a little bit um but he has a very similar story uh, gene cernan was the last man to walk on the moon uh by the way and yeah. um I, I'll be honest, I didn't recognize him at first, but I saw all these pictures in his study of like, you know, because I'm in his house working on his computer and um, he's, he's, he has all these pictures and stuff. And I see the name and of course I recognize the name, but I, I did, I did not recognize him. And I was like, it's like, oh, you got uh, Gene Cernan's autograph. He kind of laughed. And I said, yeah, I sure do. And then I kind of looked at my work order and I put it together. I was like, oh shit, you're Gene Cernan. <laughs> And he has he has a very similar story about where he stepped off and looked up and saw the earth. And I remember when he told me that it's like I read this in the show notes from from uh, from Roughneck here, and I thought, man, that's one of the most amazing moments in my life was mm -hmm. hearing this man talk about it. And um, uh, I think Cerny was on Apollo seventeen or 
But it was 17 was the last mission, or was it 16? I think it was 16 was the last, yeah. Was it 16? <clears throat> yeah, he, 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 was, he, is, he is the last uh, the Earth. He's also, uh, I mean, he was a naval aviator uh, mm-hmm. for a number of years. He's a damn good pilot by all, by all regards. He served, in, he was also on uh, the Jiminy program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe he was on uh, <clears throat> Apollo 10 as well. Uh, yeah, man, all of those Gemini and Apollo guys were all, um, you know, a lot of them were Air Force pilots. A lot of them were Navy pilots, man. Mm-hmm. They, they had a, they were a special breed. They were just a very, very special breed. Yeah. Gene Cernan died in, I believe, 2017, 2018, <clears throat> somewhere around there. He just a few years ago. Mm, anyway, yeah. I didn't mean to break off on a tangent there. Sorry. No, 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 not at all. In fact, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, say that the, the story that you have, it's tickling something in my mind. Sort of one of the most uh, kind of like ooh, it's it catches you moments that I've had in my life. I met Babe Heffernan, who was in oh, wow. Company 102nd Airborne. Uh, that uh, you know they were there for Normandy, the Battle of Bastogne, the, the whole nine yards. They were the guys that charged up and took the uh, Berkdis Garden. Um, and you know I met him, and he's little old guy but it's like he literally still goes by the name babe heffernan because he, he was famous for it uh you know because he was a baby face at the time he was a little a young young kid uh, at the time uh, in in world War two and it was a moment that profoundly sort of marked my life and and <clears throat> there's a lot of things where i think about it and it's like i, I mark it with was that before or after i met babe heffernan so yeah, I definitely get where you're coming from and <clears throat> and where uh, Roughneck's coming from because it's yeah, it's a profound thing when you when you meet somebody that sort of sort of uh is a touchstone for for how you sort of view view time. Um yeah, <clears throat> yeah man. And and also it, and you talked about the passing. Uh also uh <clears throat> let's give a, a quick shout out and and have a little sip. Uh in honor of uh, <clears throat> Dr. Uh, Dyson, who just passed, uh, oh, yeah, the, uh, yeah. theoretical mathematician who had uh, 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 come up with the Dyson sphere idea. Yeah, he passed this week. <clears throat> okay. Uh, sidebar about the Dyson sphere, that episode called Relics of mm-hmm. Next Generation that actually had, it was the last time uh, uh, Scotty appeared on a Star Trek anything uh before his death and um th- they actually were on a dyson sphere in that episode and that's the first time i ever heard about it was was that star trek episode and then shortly after that i went and found a went and found a book about it read about it and read about uh richard dyson and stuff and man, it's it's so weird the things in your life that kind of spin you toward different things and you don't even realize they're happening you know a hundred percent Hundred percent. Anyway, I'm I'm done digesting now, so no problem. So Gav Cooks writes in to say the Thunderbird, Battle of the Planets, Battlestar Galactica, etc. And I've always read a lot of science fiction from childhood. Even though there's a ton of great sci-fi to watch, books are where it's really at. Neil Asher, Peter F. Hamilton, Greg Bear are just a few of my favorite authors. I'm going to add Ian M. Banks to that list, and of course. Uh, Commander Alacron wrote in to say, How the Universe Works, Star Talk. 
Oh man, that Star Talk is just amazing. The universe, and of course, Firefly Surrender. I know this one's Kai's, but there was no way that I couldn't leave it out of my inspirations. All good, brother. Papa Beans wrote in to say, <clears throat> Dark Star, uh, the loneliness of deep space, far from home, with no hope of rescue in any case, see, doing a tedious job, immensely long periods of sound familiar, in a grungy, dirty old ship. <clears throat> really liked it. In fact, I recall writing a game in basic on an Acorn Atom circa 1981 where you had to travel to two different systems just to blow up unstable stars. Thanks for this question, Kai. I hadn't thought about that in years. Oh, and there be light. And then he puts a link to a video of uh, <clears throat> basically a situation where kind of a 2001 situation, the ship kind of goes nuts and it just decides like that it's God. And then uh, starts quoting stuff from the Bible and then says, let there be light and takes off and leaves a guy out in space by his, by his lonesome. It's some, some crazy shit. Check it out. <clears throat> this week's Kai's question. Okay, this one's going to be different. Listen very carefully because there are strict rules for this one. Okay? You need to share one, only one this week. Some weeks I'll tell you it's okay to have more. This week is a one only because it's got to be unique. So share one unique recommend in the elite dangerous community and then for bonus points go and give that thing that you recommend here a review Put, give it a five star on itunes or click on it and spotify or click on it on youtube and write a comment and give it a like or if it's a stream whatever it is give it some kind of love officially here so we're all going to call out our one thing. <clears throat> That's why it has to be unique, because if I just say 9,000 things, then everybody else is like, well, I got nothing to say now. So everybody gets to pick just one. Now, this can be a podcast, excluding us. We just assume that you like us because you're hearing us. But anyone else, any other podcast, it could be a YouTube channel. It could be a Twitch channel. It could be music written by an awesome composer. You know, you can listen to an album or a song if you call out from a composer. Uh, it could be a written book, a magazine, blog. It could be, uh, you know, a Discord. It could it could be a club like the Buckyball Racing Club or AXI or Operation Ida. It could be, uh, you know, uh, it could be a, a program if you want to call out like, hey, you know, mine is eddb.io or mine is, you know, uh, EDSM, the app, or EDMC, or whatever, but something in the elite dangerous community. And I'm making a special request for community content creators to get involved and submit the cross love. I'm talking to you, Lave Radio. I'm talking to you, Watherspoon. I'm talking to you, uh, Alec. Uh, um, why am I blanking now? Alec, holy crap. How am I blanking on his name? I talk to him 15 times a day, and he one of my favorite people on the planet. Uh, I'm it's not having, me, is it? I'm having a stroke. <laughs> uh, talking about Sue? Alec Turner. Duh. Oh, yeah, Alec. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah. I'm talking to you, uh, Sagittarius I, and SPVFA, and the Burr Pit, and Exegius, and Down to Earth Astronomy, and all the people that I love. I want to see who Watherspoon shows love to, who Alec Turner shows love to, who Suverine shows love to. 
So call it out. It has to be unique. So I want to see this thing fill up with hundreds and hundreds of awesome, awesome recommendations of heartfelt things where you get to hear like, oh my God, the Lave Radio guy loves this thing. Or, oh my God, the, the Galnet guy loves this thing. So my personal choice, because I'm starting off first, I'm going to say it's Galnet News Digest and Commander, Commander Watherspoon. Um, I had to pick just one, and it's so hard because I've got a list of a thousand in my head. But I wanted to get in first with that because I think that that is the single best. Commander Watherspoon, to me, is just the best of them. So much love to Commander Watherspoon and Galnet News Digest. Hit us up, Ty. What's yours? Man, you know, this is going to be like like the, the, it's not really a unique recommend, but I'm going to have to throw it in there is, it's going to be Lave Radio. Those guys, uh, I have been kind of the, I'm like their biggest fan and I get kind of giddy whenever I get to talk to any one of those guys, you know? Uh, I don't know. Not only, not only do I get it, but I literally, when you said, man, I just started typing late radio because I knew it was coming. <laughs> I, li- I just, I kn- like, we didn't set this up. I had not checked with you. Yep. I knew it was going to be late radio. Yep. And I completely get it, man. I completely so, get it. So I also have a guilty pleasure I want to I wanna mention, too. Oh, see, so you literally, okay, look, here's the deal. No one else can break this rule. <laughs> if you want to break this rule, you have to be the guy who started Loose Screws Podcast. So right. One guy gets to break the rule, and it's only Ty, and everyone else, you're limited to one. Yes. Go yes. ahead, Ty. What's your number so, two? So, um, and if someone replicates this one, it's this one here. I, I have a little um, uh, guilty pleasure of watching uh, her YouTube videos, and that's uh, uh, Colo. Uh, hello, it's Colo. Her chan- her YouTube channel. Um, I like watching her uh, uh, YouTube videos because it. She just makes me laugh with how uh, excited she gets, or how like when she ran out of fuel and beats herself up. It just mm-hmm. I just laughed out through the whole episode. She ran out of fuel. I had to call a fuel rat live during the stream. It just made me laugh so much. And then there's so, the whole thing where she saw Earth from the first time and saw her home. Yeah. It kind of got all teary eyed and stuff. So no man. So first off, I'm going to just jump in there and just take that away from you. That, that, that can't be a guilty pleasure. That has to be a say it with pride pleasure. I love Hello, It's Colo. She's awesome. She raised like 18,000 pounds for, uh, for uh, uh, Game Blast for, for the, the charity stream that just happened. Um, yeah, man, sure, her stuff is great. Um, yeah, there's that is that should not be a guilty pleasure. That should be uh, a uh, thing that you are super super proud of because Colo is is uh, just just a great person and yeah, like awesome. So all right, so mine is and I'm gonna actually stick to the I did not get to start Loose Screws Podcast Network, so I get just one and I say Galnet. Uh, and Commander Watherspoon, who is Galnet News Digest. So that's still one. And Ty, with his cheater mode, gets Slave Radio and it's cold. So let's hear from you guys. And Ty, just by the way, since you went in cheater mode and you taught, thought of two, I already gave a five star and a thumbs up and a recommendation on Galnet. So you have to go now to Slave Radio on iTunes or 
uh, Spotify or whatever, and you have to go to Hello It's Cold uh, on her stream uh, and you know give it a like or a sub or do something. You have to give it love now. <clears throat> and I've let's actually already done all, that, but yeah, let's hear from <laughs> all of you guys. All right, so we're gonna skip the pro tip this week because we're gonna run late. So here we go. Getting into Elite Week. Friday, February 28th, 2020. We got Hutton Orbital Radio Podcast recorded live the previous night. We talked about Operation Hot Mess, which is now exactly this second. It is sitting at uh, 67.5. Six percent of the systems have a uh, wait, wait. Okay, seventy-one point seven nine percent of all stations have them. I was going to say that number is wrong because seventy. So seventy-one point seven nine percent of all stations have a mug, and sixty-seven point five six percent of systems have a mug in every station. So there's some systems that still need mugs, but they've already hit. They're very close to three quarters of the galaxy right now. And that is an awesome, like we said before, awesome, awesome sense. So they talked about ECM 20, which is sold out. They talked about the one year anniversary of the biggest fuel rat rescue in history, February 23rd, 2019, on Earth, uh, 3305 in the galaxy. Operation Beyond the Dark Edge. Uh, it was beyond Semitist Beacon. It was a weeks-long operation, and rescue was live stream. It was historic. They talk about Drew Wagar retires from the forums for now uh, because of an out-of-line moderator. <clears throat> they talked about Papa Klops, uh member had mugs on him for delivery, but he lived, so it's okay. Otherwise, that would have been a, a, a sad state of affairs. Uh, they talked about Spider-Man Games. Great success. Uh, they talked about the lack of news in the galaxy. Talked about the Buckyball Racing Club and Elite Racers uh, co-sponsored event of the Cortez Base Challenges. There's there's two separate challenges, but they are open. They are on forms. Go do them. They talked about the Hutton Does CQC Sundays. Know that who is it that I know? I thought there was somebody. I forgot, but there was somebody that was interested in CQC. I, 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 Whatever. <clears throat> they talked about Watherspoon gave us a shout out for the podcast at the end of the episode, which was just amazing. Watherspoon with his powerful people, Zina Torval. Uh, yeah, I'm still reeling over the fact that he talked about her, her how she likes her uh, grape uh, with hot, hot peppers or whatever. And that's what gives her uh, the lips that frown, that, that anus like pucker. Which was, <laughs> yeah, man, that was a thing that he said. And yeah. my, my brain sort of just melted a little bit. Um, <clears throat> all right. So you can check them out. All of the links are in the show notes, but you can get them in YouTube. You can get, we've got their podcast link. Go see them live, twitch.tv. Hutton Truckers. Um, yeah, I mean, they're just, they're just the best. All right. Space Hero put out. High-grade emissions respawn trick, five-minute video. Space Hero, which is DJ Wiley on our Discord server. Uh, go check that out. Uh, again, I'm going to say this once now because I've beginning, beginning. All of the links for everything I'm going to say in here 
the show notes. Go get them in the show notes. I'm going to say it once at the beginning and once at the end. Save saying it 10,000 other times. Okay, the community event, the crazy Colonia Corrosive Cargo Caravan that we talked about last week is still going. It is ongoing from February 15th to the 1st of April. Go check it out. We've got Flintlock Engineering put out his uh, a new uh, episode seven in his series. Uh, this one is Railguns and PAs. So if you've ever been interested in exactly how they work, uh, the different sizes, all of the different uh, engineering effects, go check it out. <clears throat> the Burr Pit put out Witch Space News, February 28th, FDev live stream schedule and more. Minute long video. He talks about being now that we're in a post 24 hour live stream world. We're still awaiting the fleet carrier announcement. He talks about the 24 hour live stream, including the Arc Mamba that hints at space legs. He talked about the uh, Buckyball Racing Club and Elite Racers co sponsored challenges at Ross Racing at the Cortez Base and the awesome Toko So album that just dropped last week. Uh, and then he put out the Thargoid report. Uh, three-minute-long video. Again, go and subscribe to that so you can get it fresh as it comes out. <clears throat> All right. So Saturday, uh, February 29th, Down to Earth Astronomy put out the a video, a 14-minute-long video. I build the SRV from Elite Dangerous Purple Space Pro. This is three or four of a series, man. He's really going in-depth on on making a full SRV in Kerbal, and he's doing it not just something that looks like it. He's doing something that follows the the all of the rules of it. So, you know, it was a big deal. This one, like the whole thing was pretty much just trying to figure out how to set up in that game. It's incredibly precise how you have to set up your mass, sort of manage your, your center of mass with regard to uh, sort of booster rockets and whatever. First, like he kept trying all different things and it's just like the SRV would just immediately flip over as soon as he took off. So he had to figure it out, but he did. He got there in the end, and he made it fly, and it was awesome. So Sunday, the 1st of March, Commander Spatula, he is back. He's got his series, Elite Dangus, and this one's called Shinrata Gimkata, and you just have to check check it out. I mean, I don't know if you – for people who aren't familiar with the series, he does an amazing, super, super sort of like high quality the series of videos that are hilarious and interesting and compelling all at the same time. And in this one, he's searching for Galnet. He wants to find out where it's at. And he plays a ton of cool music from uh, Commander Toko So's new album. So that is a must, must see. Um, <clears throat> go to YouTube and look for Commander Spatula. I think he's actually in YouTube. Spatula 07. 007. So go check it out. Uh, Rusty Dog was sick, so no Rusty Dog stream this week. Hopefully we'll get or, or last week. Hopefully we'll get it this week. Um, <clears throat> on Monday, uh, these these weirdos, the Loose Screws podcast, they put out an interview uh, in the interview series with Commander Burr and Rainey, and that was an amazing, amazing interview because. Rini are amazing, amazing people. And uh, and it's the only podcast in Elite Dangerous history that was 
interrupted with a donkey attack, and I'm going to leave it at that. But I mean, it's it's unique in that no one else can claim that. Live Radio cannot claim that. We are number one in podcasts that also feature heavily a donkey attack. So I just just want that on the record. Now hold on a minute. That that's not what they're called. Uh, oh well, a honky donk. Excuse honky me. donk. Yeah, honky but, donk. But honky so donk. for the uninitiated, for who have not yet heard the interview. They don't know what that is, so I had to explain it. Once people have heard the interview, of course they're going to know it's a honky dog. <laughs> Come on. All right. <clears throat> so then we had Hello Dave, episode 138. He talks about the Toko So album. Everyone was talking about it this week because it's amazing, and it's awesome, and you should go check it out. He talks about the YouTube comments. Uh, we, we listed the Toko So album last week, so that's, you know, that's why I don't have it listed this week. but. It is awesome. It's worth a second listing, so go. Uh, he talks about the YouTube comments review process was being changed. So if you have like a favorite uh, YouTuber and you go on there, sometimes if you say like really nasty stuff, uh, there was an algorithm and it would flag it, certain words or certain whatever, and it would flag it and say like, okay, we're going to hold back this comment. The YouTuber has to actually hear it or listen to it and, or read it, whatever, and then approve it before it gets to show up which is fine. And that's been the way that it always was. But something's happened recently where YouTube's algorithm, they're, they're tweaking it and it's going a little screwy because he was seeing pages and pages, like hundreds of things where like YouTube had pulled it and said like, we're not posting this until you manually say it's okay. And the comment was like, love your video. Your work is great. And he's like, okay, well, that's weird. Something off is happening. And he talks about his live stream schedule coming up. <clears throat> Speaking of live streams, the Elite Dangerous live stream on today was a Let's Play. It was an awesome fireside chat uh, with uh, Steve Benedetti. And uh, did I just say Steve? Steven Benedetti. And uh, yeah, man. Um, it's not just your keyboard that corrects you. It's you that corrects you. Yeah, that has to I, be I don't know. I, my, so every time I try to like... I literally will be on the side of the road somewhere or whatever, and I'm just playing it on my phone and I'm typing in my key on my on my phone and I type in uh or I will say into it like dictate into it Steven and it comes out S-T-E-V-E-N. And I've even like set it up to S-T-E-P-H-E-N and it will like correct it to S-T-E-V-E-N. And I, I don't know, man, I give up. But and now I just literally did it myself, like actually <laughs> as a human. So I, I guess I am just bowing down to our robot over. All right, look, but look, it, here here's the deal. We just gotta tell Benedetti his his new name is not Steven, it's Steven. That's that's very American of him. That's just like, how hey, it is. We 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 run shit now. So that's yeah. right. That's right. This <laughs> look, look, any, I do not words. endorse that statement. I was saying it as as, <laughs> as a bad joke. All right. Look, so look, he, no, hold on, hold on. In the immortal words of 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 God, what's my just blanked on his damn name? It's it's contagious, man. Uh Step Brothers guy. We're here to fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you talking about Will Farrell? Will Farrell, thank you. <laughs> Yes, yes. All right. So, <clears throat> but Stephen Benedetti ended that live stream with an awesome sort of mini commercial for the Loose Bruce podcast. He was like, ah, yeah, yeah. Like, we got like nine shout outs in it. It was crazy. <clears throat> and he literally is like, oh, yeah, you got to go check out the interview with Bird and Rainey and yada, yada. And he was like, yeah. So that was cool. 
Um, Sidewinder Slaughter happened every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's repeated Wednesdays at 8 p.m. UTC time. So America time, you know, it's it's 8 o'clock for me, 7 o'clock for Ty, 6 o'clock for people that live wherever on the other side, and then 5 o'clock California IIA people and uh, <clears throat> ye old Englandy and Europe-type people. Uh, it's Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. UTC. Tuesday, Space Hero put out a video, Squashing Thargoid Scavengers, a minute-long video. This is literally just, he went to a barnacle site, planet, in an anaconda, and then just, like, flew around and got all the little Thargoid drones all excited, and then just, for some reason, just just belly-flopped and squished bunches of them with his anaconda. Space. Uh, Guard Frequency Podcast, number 297. They talk about Drew Wagar versus the out-of-line forum moderator. They talk about <clears throat> the lack of Galnet. They talk about Star Citizen power-up foods. Just, just no, man. Just stop. Just it's, This is dumb shit. Giving yourself busy work so that you don't finish your project and put out a spaceship game. You're literally going to not have a spaceship game out before we're in real spaceships out there. This is why geniuses need to be in the corner working on their genius shit, and grown-ups need to be in charge. Put the brother in charge of Star Citizen R. Uh, they talk about the Descent lawsuit, uh, Little Orbit versus Descent, uh, and the countersuit that may save the day. I don't know if people are aware of this, but <clears throat> the guys that made the game Descent, they reached out at the, for like sort of at the very end, like the last round of funding, to this company called Orbit, uh, or they, Little Orbit reached out to them, reached out to him. They, they <clears throat> decided that they were going to be the publisher of Descent. And <clears throat> then they didn't say anything through like the whole process where Descent was sending them updates and like, here's what, we're, here's what we're doing. And then at the very end, they were like, yeah, we've got publishing rights to your game and we don't like it. Change this, this, and this and make it that. Just out of nowhere, they were just, they started making. It's just ludicrous demands. Change the whole thing and make it how we want. And these are guys that came on at like the, the, the five yard line. They, they were not supposed to be doing this. And then, and then literally, okay, all of this is allegedly, so I don't get sued, whatever. Uh, and then does they allegedly, theoretically, whatever, uh, <clears throat> then held it up. And now the game has been in limbo for years now and, and hasn't been able to come out. But Little Orbit finally sued Descent, and Descent, the, the, the makers of Descent, are countersuing Little Orbit back and saying, like, no, you actually owe us money. And once this is all done, uh, the, the guy, Tony, uh, guard frequency, seems to feel like there's a chance that we could actually get a very cool game. That they've, People have seen the game, and it's awesome, but they're not allowed to put it out for sales. Whatever. And also, this is a blanket warning to anyone who listens to my advice and goes to guard frequency to listen to their podcast. If you hear the word Picard and you care, immediately pause the podcast or do yourself a favor. No no spoilers for me. Yeah. Immediately (laughs) do yourself a favor. Do not ever go and listen to the guard frequency podcast until after you've listened, watched Picard for that week because they just talk about it openly. So watch Picard first and then go enjoy Guard Fruit Podcast because it's amazing. Okay. 
Guardfrequency.com. Check it out. The Burr Pit put out Space Legs, But Why? A 12-minute long video. This video is amazing and is a must-watch. This is the for sure our, our discussion topic uh, or this week. He talks about, okay, let's look at what we know. What can space legs be? And he breaks it down into three things. Inside the ship, outside the ship in space, or outside the ship at a location, planet side or in a station. So inside the ship, what can space legs be? Swap around the ship, so that's manually loading rare goods. That could be actually cool. I don't want to manually that should just stay at rare goods. That could be a neat, they could make a neat gameplay loop. Uh, some engineering ideas where it's like, hey, the next level of engineers or whatever, you have to actually walk around in your ship and like pull off a panel and do a little mini game in order, you know, and also supply materials that you whatever. <clears throat> um, engineering on the ship using space legs. Uh, and internal repairs, kind of a similar deal. So it could be what's outside the ship. It could be EVAs. It could be going around on generation ships. You know, neat stuff that you find. Um, <clears throat> outside the ship, planet side, or in a station. More engineering and trade ideas. Thargoid first-person shooters, which, look, here's the thing. Some people are going to love that, and God bless. Go enjoy that. I don't want to, just because I don't want it, doesn't let other people enjoy it, so... Yeah. Uh, guardian site. You could go to a guardian site and play out your Indiana Jones fantasy. It'd be cool. Uh, expanded SRVs, you know, for troop insertions or, or different kinds of things you can do with an SRV. Um, and also the underlying infrastructure and code base would ha- need a refresh, uh, you know, that will basically make the game better for everyone. Um <clears throat> Yeah, so the pilot put out a video, seven-minute-long video, uh, talking about the Crusader. I left him a comment saying, I don't know how the hell you did this, but you made me want to buy a ship trashed. Like, he literally is like, the ship is awesome, but it sucks. But, I mean, it's awesome, but it's not good. And it's like, I, I have to go buy that now, even though... You trashed it. <laughs> like that's that guy's got a gift, man. The pilot is the biggest asshole and making me buy ships that I don't want. <laughs> and I mean that with all the love in my heart, but he buys he like I went and bought a mamba because of this guy. I don't even like the damn thing. I ended up selling it, but I don't even like the damn thing. I went and bought a I went and bought a uh, a fertilance because Man, like, number one, it was like, the dub was like, man, you got to get your fertilizer, get it all uh, pumped up. And then I watched the pilot video, and man, here he is. Uh, look at the fertilizer. Look all the cool shit you can do. Look at this battle. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to do these things. And I get the fertilizer. And, oh, my God, I am not that good at this game. <laughs> yeah, the pilot is amazing. And I that guy. He's just, he's just very, very, very cool. All right, Sagittarius I put a trap birthplace of humanity. A minute long video talking soul system. And anything that Sagittarius I ever does is just absolutely top notch. So don't go there, don't subscribe to their channel, then you don't deserve cool stuff that they do. All right. So 
Lave Radio put out episode 282, introducing the Congest Shan Charge. I don't even know if Americans are going to get this joke. So in <clears throat> in London, there's a congestion charge where like they literally charge you extra money to go to like drive into London and to do stuff around London because it's like, no, 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 no. We don't want people. people. So they were, it was a joke on how Shan is these like great ways to just punish the pair player base. They said that the congest Shan charge of, you know, yeah, how can we screw people up? Shan is for <clears throat> All right, so in that episode about oh, Stephen Benedetti confirms that David Braben is not taken over by thar- Thargoids or a rogue AI uh, or uh, lizard people. He's also not a lizard person um, <clears throat> uh, or a lizard in a human. Talk about Bruce Garrido, who's joining... Elite as a community manager and today's live stream. Uh, and uh, Rotostrat asks, so are there are there not going to be any more bug fixes before Elite Carrier? The answers to that. Uh, in-game events that happened this week, Operation Eider returned to the prettiest station in the bubble, Titan's Daughter and Geta, which was the the What uh, casual, primetime casuals, amazing uh, casual galaxy. <clears throat> they talk about the AXI. Although there are no new incursions or infestations, there are plenty of Thargoids available. There's cool stuff happening uh, in the Pleiades and the Witchhead Nebula. They talk about Commander Avasu Siu uh, has some excellent AXI deep videos, uh, which have shown the uh, anti Xeno initiatives. Curbing the alien menace. Uh, and the main discussion topic is elite dangerous dead. Uh, spoiler alert, the answer is no. Uh, so the community corner, they talk about monkey ball stuff, they talk about Spider-Man games. 1.133 million dollars. Holy cow. They talk about Operation Hot Man. Um, <clears throat> they talk, you know, the shout outs, obviously they shout out radio, they shout out us, they shout out CQC. Um, yeah, man. And they played my stupid song at the beginning of the episode and again at the end of the episode. Uh, so yeah, <clears throat> the, uh, Adel died, Adel side video. Yeah. There's that. Uh, uh, just, just, just good. The o- the only thing that wasn't good in that live radio episode was my singing. All right, <clears throat> at the end of which was Galnet News Digest, twenty fifth of February thirty three oh six. D B O B E, which is David Braben, Order of the British Empire. Ah, I remembered it. Yes, you're supposed to say that because he was. Apparently, the queen every year gets to pick somebody and multiple people and be like, you, you're kind of excellent. And then you get OBE after your name, um, which is awesome. And I think more people should do that. Uh, anyways, they talk about David Braeburn, uh, OBE, is a lizard. It's a, he talks about fleet carrier announcement overhype. 
this point, anything less than our own personal Death Stars will be a letdown. <laughs> he talks about the Braberverse. You're going to have to just, you're going to have to go hear that. He's got this story about how in an alternate universe where David Braben hasn't been kidnapped by Thargoids and held at ransom. Um, we've already had fleet carriers for two years, but his, his, his idea there is that uh, Thar Arg is holding David Braben hostage, which is why no one's seen him. And uh, Tharg says that if we release fleet carriers, he's going to kill David Braben. So just hilarious. Uh, Eddie Leiwai commercial helmet butter, which is again, just cracking on Edelweiss for being a perv. And uh, this last story, I don't know, is a, just a dirty, dirty tabloid rag full of lies and innuendo. Lander. Uh, apparently, there is a Commander Tirval uh, Worsham, who is a spy for the Pilots Federation. And he has a nuclear-powered AI robot that is dispensing microdoses of onion head around the galaxy in order to uh, <clears throat> make people happy and enjoy Lee Dangerous. And, uh, yeah, that's a story to check out. And then he talks about the distant screws mission, which uh, he just like, I don't know. I think he rhymed for like five minutes solid on distant screws and get your booze cruise and you lose your blues and you know which cruise to choose. It was like, whoa, that was cool. Uh, so much love to Watherspoon for giving our little expedition. Uh, such an awesome shout out. And every time that Watherspoon roasts me, I always laugh like cry. That guy is just amazing. And Ty, you got in it like called out by name and pers uh, personally roasted well. So why don't you how you feel? Uh, you know, you know, when I first heard about this, I was like, man, I'm nervous about it. But after I went and listened to it, I decided that the programming of my Kai AI went perfectly. So, <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So we, we, we both love you and you can continue to, to roast, uh, roast us whenever you like, just, just roast us whenever there's no news. If there's actual news, then fill it up with good stuff. But if you have no news, feel free. We'll be your punching bags. And we All right. So uh, Down to Earth Astronomy put out a Tuesday stream. Engineering the Blunderbuss 2.0, two and a half hour long. He does some awesome stuff with that. And you go check it out. <clears throat> Which brings us to Wednesday, 4th of March, 2020. 3306 in the verse. Uh, this was the single best piece of news that happened all week and for my money all year in the calendar. This is better than fleet carriers. This is better than the 2020 paid update. Dr. K. Ross tweeted uh, at Dr. K. Ross at D-R-K-A-Y-R-O-S-S, -S, all no spaces, uh, saying that she would be staying on at Frontier Development. And uh, we just want to give you all the love and support uh, that that we can and hope that you stay with Elite for many years to come and continue to make awesome, amazing things uh, like the Stellar Forge. You know, I know that right now Dr. K is lead renderer, so it's working graphic stuff. And I'm sure we're about to see a bunch of new awesome toys that she made for us in the 
coming year. But um, just when you have a genius like that, that is like sort of next level that can make something like the Stellar Forge, them when it comes time to come out with some, you know, just melt your brain new shit next level. That's that's the kind of person you're going to hit up. That Dr. K. Ross, David Braben. You know, on the lore side, you've got guys like Brooks. There's just there there's a handful of people that they would be on sort of on the Mount Rushmore dangerous and her definitely one of them. So we love you, Kay, and hopefully you'll be around for a long time. <clears throat> right. So Exegius put out a special event, the GoFundMe conclusion with Jerry Ferris. I'm gonna give you a direct quote from Alec Turner. Okay, Jerry just broke me completely. Exegius asked him, what was the hardest or most frustrating thing to do in Elite? And he said, completely matter of fact, nothing is hard. Holy fuck. Nobody ever gets to complain about Elite ever again. That is a beautiful thing, man. <clears throat> also, in later in that video, they had news. Jerry is starting a YouTube channel about gaming with voice controls for people at various levels physical so he's going to start a whole youtube channel uh, uh you know about how you can different people of different levels of you know physical capacity as far as you know moving around and controls and what can do it so if this guy can start a youtube channel if he can create if he can go out there and overcome any adversity and and do something awesome, you can too. Don't let it stop you. All right. <clears throat> Massively OP put out another Galnet thing. Frontiers tells ED fans there are no plans to return other lore initiatives to the game. That's sort of half the story. I mean, yes, if you pull a direct quote, it was an unfortunate sort of that that said... Um, you know, we have no plans to uh, return Galnet uh, or uh, CGs or their cell initiatives this time. If that changes, we'll let you know. Which, yes, if you take it completely literally, I, it, it sounds very bad. But <clears throat> I think everyone is sort of focusing on the – I'm focusing on the at this time, which is like, yeah, of course, we knew – going to be waiting until they get the current round of stuff to come out. Yes, I'm sorry, Souverino, damn white knighting, but I, I honestly think that it was just a bad turn of phrase, but that's just me. <clears throat> All right. Down to Earth Astronomy put out pattern obelisk data, easy and fast, a minute long video of how you can get that data real quick, which brings us to today, the record day, March 5th. Commander Burr with Thursday breakfast club doing bgs and chatting very lovely co uh comments about his interview with us how he and rainy uh you know had a great time with us and also about how both he and rainy are super super awesome week full of extra work as all of england is panic buying everything that's in any way like hand sanitizer mask they're just in full on preparation for the zombie apocalypse mode uh, with this whole coronavirus thing. And, uh, <clears throat> and of course, he talks about his amazing 
video from this week. And you should go check it out because it's a cool, awesome conversation. Um, <clears throat> Obsidian Ant put out 3306. No plans to bring back Galnet, CGs, or I. Again, he has sort of a similar take to um, the OP, massively OP article. And again, I disagree with his uh, interpretation on this, with an exception, with an exception, because he does redeem it at the end where he says, well, uh, you know, either that, maybe it's not coming back, or what if it's not coming back because they've got something better, like newer, whatever. So instead of Galnet, a Galnet 2.0, as you've previously said, Ty, instead of CGs or IIs, what if they have some new system where there's constantly, you know, 10 of them multiple things there's multiple tracks and more in depth so yeah um uh, he talks about the the next patch will be fleet carriers and bug fixes together so there's not going to be any uh uh bug fix patch pre-fleet carrier he talks about the drew wagar live stream that is happening that literally happened two hours ago and he talked about Commander Spatula's uh, Elite Dengus video series. Um, <clears throat> Exegius Friends on Thursday came out today. Welcome Sidewinder Radio, an hour and a half. Sidewinder Radio, as we told you last week, is an awesome Elite Danger uh, radio uh, channel that 24 hours a day puts out radio. Uh, it's on songs and stuff and it has little elite dangerous themed commercials check them <clears throat> all right which brings us to whew, the fdev stream today so there this is the thursdays it, this was introducing the new community manager bruce first off the guy looks like tom welling from smallville so i dub him now the super community manager. <laughs> He's newish to elite. He was the community manager for school escape. The three questions that people always ask were always are always answered the same and answered the same this week, which is no news now. We will tell you as soon as we can. And those three questions were fleet carriers. How about fleet carriers? Maybe fleet fleet carriers. Uh, and the 2020 paid update. What, what, what do you know about that? Give us all your leaks on that. Break your contract and, you know, end your career. Tell us about it. And, you know, Galnet, CGs, IIs, when, whatever. And it's like, look, they've answered these three questions. When there's, when there's a new answer, they will definitely let us. Know. All right. <clears throat> now we get to the meat of the thing. 13 minutes and 42 seconds into the video. Somebody asked the question, Bruce, what are your thoughts on fleet carriers? And I'm going to give you a direct quote. You can go to 13 minutes and 42 seconds into this video and hear it for yourself. But while Stephen Benedetti is busy in the middle of a dogfight with his, uh, his chieftain, Bruce answers this way. So, Bruce, your thoughts on fleet carriers? They are awesome. They're going to have a massive, massive impact on game. Uh, on the game, like very fundamentally sort of changed the way you guys sort of play together and with each other. And the systems it introduces are super, super exciting and novel. So as, like I said, as as he gives this answer, 
Steven was dogfighting, and then you immediately see Steven's face tenses up, and he goes through this whole series of micro expressions that are like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm going to read that back again. So, so Bruce, your thoughts on Fleet Cares? They are awesome, and they're going to have a massive, massive impact on the game, like very fundamentally sort of change the way you guys sort of play together and with each other. And the systems it introduces are super, super exciting and novel. Okay? So, yeah. And at that point, the, the sort of the blood had drained from Stephen's face. And at that point, if you would put a lump of coal in his, up his backside, I'm sure you would have pulled about a diamond about 10 seconds later. He was, he was definitely under some pressure there. Uh, then there was a, a little pause. And he changed tact. I think Bruce realized, like, ooh. I'm I'm in deep waters here. I'm going to change tact. And he's like, and uh, yeah, that's basically my thoughts uh, for the time being. And, <laughs> uh, and, and Steven immediately laughed kind of an awkward laugh and, and Bruce laughed. It was both nervous laughter. Like, ha ah, we didn't say anything. No, nothing. No, we didn't announce anything at all. Um, as soon as, as soon as uh, Bruce sort of bailed out of the question, Stephen immediately sort of unclenched and it was like, okay, all right. Uh, but before that, there was this moment on, on Stephen's face where it was like, oh, we're off to the gulag now. But uh, no, but uh, yeah, I, that answer right there made me super interested. New systems that are coming, like that are going to fundamentally change the gameplay. Ah, when all these interviews we've been having, we've been asking all these people like, hey, what do you think about fleet carriers? And the answers have been, you know, some people are like, man, they're going to be massive, groundbreaking, whatever. But a lot of people have answered like, ah, oh, this is a vanity item. This is nothing, whatever. It's not really that interesting, answer, stuff like that. <clears throat> that answer, man, I've played that answer like eight times and I literally dictated it. Word. And when you hear that answer that he gave there, man. I think he, I think he tipped his hand, and I think fleet carriers are are going to be bigger than people are thinking. But that's, we'll see. We'll we'll find out soon. I think. I mean, All you right, know, so he, go ahead. Uh, you know, this is something um, that we might want to talk about next week is if we don't hear anything out of it, like like we should get tracks in here and maybe dubs in here, and maybe a couple of others, and we'll just kind of brainstorm like what do we think the systems could be. You know, maybe we do that next week because I want to I want to drill on that a little bit while I think about it. Uh, I watched the stream live today, but I had to get up twice for work stuff. And I think I missed this one and I missed the other one at 45 minutes, too. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, well we're, we're going to definitely yeah, yeah, get to yeah. that one as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, so everyone, you go out there, pull up that stream, go to the 13 minute and 42 second and you tell me what you hear, because what I hear is uh, is is a, a lot of excitement, and it, it's putting excitement in me. I'm ready to go, man. All right. So then he describes uh, the his the beginner guide that he's using. He's talking about he's using a guide to you know start himself off, and I totally recognize that guide just by him just starting to describe the different steps he's doing. I'm like, oh, he's using the Hawks Gaming Guide. That's awesome. Go check out the Hawks Gaming Guide for yourself. It is good stuff. Um, <clears throat> that is literally the guide that I used when I started. Well, it's not now because he has an updated version. 
uh, that leans on the low temperature diamonds. The original version that I did was back on full spec thing. And uh, it's the guy that got me to elite in under 20 hours. Um, <clears throat> so then Stephen uh, has, uh, okay, here, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, this is the thing that happened. Stephen announced that he has a Spider-Man mask in his flat somewhere in his apartment. And you're going to have to go check out the stream to find out why. But I encourage everyone next week at the live stream, Stephen's not going to be there for the Monday one, but on Thursday, ask him about his Spider-Man mask. Let's all flood him with questions about that and have him, what the hell? Okay. Also, he shouted out our Loose Screws podcast like times. It was awesome. And then we get to the 44 minute and 58 second mark where I was being cheeky and asked Steven like, Hey, if we promise to play nice, um, you know, can you, uh, can you let us interview Bruce? Uh, we'll, we'll be gentle. We'll be nice. We'll play, play well. And, uh, Steven says that he wants to come on the screws podcast for, uh, <clears throat> which I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. For sure. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Let, let's let's do this. Like yes. this was the exact so me. So Stephen, will you let Bruce come uh, to have a chat with the Loose Screws podcast if we promise to be nice? Stephen's response: Of course, I want to come on the Loose Screws podcast and have a chat as well. Um, so we are both more than happy. I know that you will always play nice with us, uh, and you look after. Us. So let's get that sorted. Uh, I would love to come and do a show with you guys, which. Uh, I have sent him a message and uh, let this serve as notice. Oh, we're we're calling your bluff, sir. Come come join us and let's have some fun. What do you think, Papa Ty? Um, I think that having him on the show, um, I, I think what he needs to do is actually come to America and then let me buy him beer and then I can put him into my dungeon and find out when the hell we're getting fleet carriers and what's up with the 2020 update. <laughs> wow, bro. Wow. Okay, you I won't actually there. I won't actually put him in my dungeon if he comes to America, but you should come to America and I will totally buy you American beer and we can hang out and stuff. Yeah, and he totally won't put you in his dungeon and then demand to see your Spider-Man mask. Which, hey, man, no King Shaman, whatever, it's all. All right, so they talked about that next week it will be Will and Shantae doing the, uh, doing the uh, live stream, so that'll be awesome. All right, Commander uh, Avasu Siu, the new AXI director. Uh, there's um, uh, a week full of challenge ranks, uh, Octothard kill, Got a link in there. He is the new guy at AXI, and he's got this video that has like the the weekly roundup of AXI stuff, the weekly debrief. It's super super. Check it out. <clears throat> and lastly, well, second to last, the last that I have details on, Drew Wagar put out his live stream, the meta of Salome and Elite Dangerous, two and a half hours long. Um, Sadly, I did not get a chance to watch that. I have it queued up. I literally have it paused as one of the videos on my second screen. Second, we're done with the show. I am going to check out. And then the last thing is Hutton Orbital today. Again, I didn't get to check this out because I got home from work and we just literally got ready and got started on the show. 
So it'll be a complete surprise to me tomorrow when I hear the podcast and get to hear it. I did not get to see it, fortunately. All right. The Thargoid report is there's nothing to report. It's the same thing as last week. Uh, we have beaten Tharg for now. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens next. And that wraps up Elite Week. Well, good deal, man. Um, I don't think I have anything else. I think that's going to bring us to a close. You, you have anything else, Bubba? No, brother. Just be excellent to each other. Yep. Uh, you can find all of our ways to contact us at loosegrewsed.com. I am Ty Worsham, Commander Tierville. You can get me on Twitter at Tierville. I don't check Twitter very often. Always just get on our Discord at tinyurl.com slash loosegrewspodcast. Uh, if you have any questions, email us at loosegrewsquestions at gmail. Again, you can get all of this at our at our uh, loosegrewsed.com. If you are not on Distant Screws, come on Distant Screws. We are having a blast. And I'll be honest with you, I kind of don't want to podcast. I kind of want to go fly my spaceship and do Distant <laughs> Screws. So that's what I'm about to go do, man. So, um, and, and I'm at Kai19103 on Twitter. Yeah. And, yeah, I didn't uh, say that. I'm an asshole for not saying that. I'm no, sorry. no, that's okay. That's okay. And come check out our YouTube, um, which is amazing. You can just find it through the Loose Screws. Uh, the website. Yeah. Website. Yeah, and yeah. it links right through to there. Um, come check that all of that out. And we look forward to seeing you. As Ty said, it is not too late. This expedition is going on for two months. So you could sign up a week from now or even two weeks from now and come down. So. Put yourself a exploration ship and come on out and get screwy with us. Yeah, and uh, next year we will we won't be doing distant screws. Next year, next year we'll be doing deep screws. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one that one makes me nervous. It's like you're fighting me beards. Basically. Yeah, this this is why you need to come into my dungeon, man. <laughs> yeah, take a pass All on right. that one. All, All right, right, guys, have a great night. Yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. See you guys next time.